Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is The Two-Headed Serpent. It was written by Matthew Sanderson, Paul Fricker, and Scott Dorward, with editing by Mike Mason. It's available from the Chaosium website. Our game master is Matthew Sanderson, and this is episode 30. Now for the recap. You're listening to WITV Radio. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Matthew? Right. Thank you very much, Tom. One thing I'd like to do before we start, because uh, on our last episode, uh, one of our listeners left a comment on the video. Um, somewhat ironically, because we'd actually discussed this rule as being one that hardly ever comes up in the course of play. But dear old Magnus, in the last session, rolled an 01 on luck. Magnus, would you like to give me a power roll? Uh, sure. Uh, that is a fail. Failure's good. Eight Gain three one... out of 70. Right. Gain one D10 pow. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, from, the, uh, from how sorcerers get that way on page 179 of the, uh, the Keeper Handbook, a rule which hardly ever comes up. 
The other time is if um, you get um, if you uh, win on a pose power roll, you can get to test it. But yeah, the, the main one there is O one on natural O one on luck checks gives you the chance to increase your power. Oh, cool! Right, yeah. right, back to Iceland to give you a quick recap. You are here. So you have the tunnel leading forward towards the uh, the very oppressive heat of the river of magma with a small uh, what looks to be a natural stone bridge going across it and that then that leads into the control room you can hear there's activity from the control room but you can't see into it from here uh, one thing you can give me though is you can give me spot hidden rolls 16 which is 47. Should I make I, it? 16 a hard. Com coming up from everyone else, leaving them behind. and. Yeah, Gerhardt went back yeah. to, to watch the look at the prisoners and you came up. Oh, yes. So I passed That's my why I didn't say, because I'm going, hey, Doc! Oh, hey. That's why I rolled an 83 and did not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Magnus. Mm -hmm. Are the prisoners all right? Oh, yes. And I've got this amazing amount of goo from the skull caps back there. This is, look at this. You and your goo, Doc. <laughs> yeah, there's certainly enough bodies or enough uh, biological material that you can have chance to collect stuff along the way. It's a bit like a smorgasbord of uh, body parts and other fluids scattered all over the floor and also liberally scattered over Connor as well. Uh, he is very, very liberally drenched in serpent he's, person he's, blood. He's a bit sticky at the moment. Get damn right, I'm covered in serpent person blood. <laughs> and there will be more where it came from. Oh, great. Not enough of it yet. All right, <laughs> later now, I can collect some. I shot the guy and he fell out of sight on the other end, right? Yes, you, you heard him run, or at least there were footsteps retreating. The, right. Those of you that passed the spot hidden roll, will notice that there's only one set of footprints that you can see going across that bridge. There's a little bit of stone dust, or dust and other, uh, but powder across it. And there's only the footprints, evidently of someone fairly slender, uh, fairly light, having run across the bridge, going in that direction. Just strikes as maybe being a little bit odd that there's only the one set. Hey, so I'm gonna I'm gonna grab my uh my newfound snake friend, who's mm -hmm. you know, unwillingly my friend. Your uh, ablative armor. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that guy. My portable <laughs> my portable snake shield. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so hey, so is there anything you want to tell us about this bridge? Well, it seems not a lot of people come across this bridge. It seems. Well, not really. Uh, we you you can go across it, but people are generally well people, I say us, uh, are generally a bit more cautious that we take a transport sphere across back and forth, so it's probably on the other side. Is there any reason for that? You said it does look like it can support our weight, maybe. What the man said. It's, it definitely looks solid, but depending on how much weight you put on it, it might not remain solid for very long. Well, I think, um, Connor, you're going to be the... Would you be the heaviest? 
<laughs> well, with the extra water weight from all that serpent person blood, geez. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. <laughs> how how heavy are snakes? Because you you you're like added snake now. So does that add on to your life? Well, I mean, you shouldn't go on there because the weight of your ego alone. Oh yeah, no, I'm not <laughs> going on there. <laughs> Look, what's all my weapons and everything? I can, I can. If somebody comes with me, I can go back to the uh, uh, the uh, launch bay and get one of those uh, transport spheres and get it over here. I'll come with you. Hey, is there another way into the control room? You know, since you value your life so much? Yeah. yeah if, if a serpent person can gulp in uh, wide-eyed terror, um, there's, there's kind of a a long way around, but this is the, the most direct route. What do you mean a long way around? Well, he kind of looks behind him uh, back to the way you've came. He said, well, there's a, uh, on the other side of the refectory, there's a, there's another corridor. Um, it, it ultimately goes to the landing bay, but there's some, there's some steps going, uh, or a, a shaft that goes down. There's there's another lo another level beneath this, beneath where we are now. Um, you can go through there, um, and then there's there's a there's some caverns down there where we've got some drilling rigs set up. Um, that could lead you into the uh, the computer core, and then from there you can come into the back of the control room. That could be good as, as well, because that means if we're coming in the back, it might surprise them. I think they might already know we're here, though, by this point, huh? Yeah, but they're going to be waiting for us to come across here, aren't they? They would be trapped, though, because if, if we came from behind, if they tried to flee, they would be faced with crossing that, that little bridge that's not very reliable. But they might have I mean, a, a transport can, sphere in there. But just most likely one that wouldn't fit the whole crew would it yeah we don't know how many are in there spheres or people uh, snake uh, how many people are in there how many snake people are in there uh if if the guards run back inside um you can see him kind of his eyes kind of flicking back and forth as if he's kind of counting internally uh, either six or seven huh. and how many spheres well, we've got about four half spheres that we've converted, um, and then there's another. Uh, I think there's about eight, last count for um, single, complete spheres. All right, I got an idea. How far across is this bridge? Uh, it looks like it's maybe about. But there is a scale actually. Uh, it is quite long. It's probably about 30 feet, 30, 40 feet long. Okay. And it goes across to like a ledge and then there's a door going into... Yeah, it's, it's more like another part of a corridor. It seems like the River of Magma um, looks like it's something that's burst across what was an existing corridor. And it's then, the heat has then basically warmed through the floor and it's become level-ish with the floor. So the ledges on each side are roughly corresponding with the normal floor level. Right. And then this basically large lump of rock is what's then being placed across it to form this bridge. So I'm going to make a suggestion then that we go the other way, but I want to set some traps here for anybody in a, a transport sphere. 
and I reach into my pocket and I pull out a couple of the spiders and I fling them across the bridge so that they make a wire web so everybody comes flying out of that hole with their transport sphere especially if it's just a half transport sphere mm -hmm. it's very likely they're going to get garroted yeah. by that especially given the speed they can move yeah they're going to have a right. bad day Alright. So those spiders can can latch on strong enough to not just be ripped out by a vehicle? Well, it'll probably be ripped out, but not before it rips their, their head off. They're uh, bobbed. They go right into the stone wall. Oh my. I rigged them to go into cement, so they should be able to go into the rock as well. Alright. Let's, uh, let's go find this other... Show us which way. Yeah. Okay. The place that he is going to lead you to is essentially this part here. So you've been down this lower part of the corridor, past mm. the environmental suit conversion door, past the armory and the sleep chambers, and then it's that turn. Instead, you turned right and then going right. across the junction. You're now turning left and going straight up, and it brings you to this staircase, which goes down. It looks like it's been carved out of the natural rock and then had essentially like rudimentary steps put in here. There's evidence sign though that there's on each side the steps don't go all the way to the edge of the corridor. That they only form maybe 75% across the middle. Um, on the flat surface either side it looks like it's being set up as a, um, a running surface. So that something with wheels is uh, pushed up and down here rather than bouncing down the stairs. Uh, that continues downward. For a fair old way, you are going deep, deep, deep below the level that you're in originally. And it opens up into a cavern. This looks distinctly more natural and the floor if anything, looks a slightly different type of stone than the rest of the ceiling and the walls. Um, dotted around here are what seem to be tripods. Uh, they're made about six foot tall, and they have what seems to be a drill descending from the middle going down into the ground. Um, they descend a distance, it's hard to tell exactly how far down they go. But they also have pipes, which it seems to be they're either, some case they look like they're dragging up material, in other cases it looks like they're forcing down material from a cylindrical, uh, like a, not quite a drum, but definitely some kind of uh, liquid storage device that's suspended in the middle of the tripod. Um, some of them are silverish in colour, similar to the syringes or the large uh, weapon-like syringes that you found in the armory. Oh my goodness! This is uh, more syringes. more of the petrification fluid uh, being fed into the, the, uh, the giant the sleeper. Yeah, the sleeper. That's what it's called. Oh, please tell me we have one, two, or two spare ones. <laughs> we we do have some of the. Uh, we, oh, you mean this? Yeah, oh, yeah. Got, he, he's I'm, carrying this big old thing. It looks basically looks like a massive syringe with a uh, with a, a trigger on the end. 
with my uh, advanced chemistry skills, is there any way I can uh, figure out what the, those uh, liquids are that are being pumped down there? Uh, you can give me, didn't give me a chemistry role to, oh. give, a, to give an idea of what this, what it's doing. Out of 80. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you head over to one of the uh, one of the tripods, and as you head over that way, you suddenly see that something moves behind it, and then you realise that you're not alone down here. But any concern probably dissipates relatively quickly when the figure that stands up behind uh, the tripod is one of the Vormis, and um, that you can see has a collar around it and this very almost zombified look in its uh, in its eyes. It's not a threat. It doesn't move to attack you. It seems to be performing a duty. That it's taking one of these reservoirs and emptying it into a drum, which it then puts onto a trolley that would fit going up the stairs that you've just come down. Um, there are definitely two fluids. Uh, the one that's been injected, definitely petrification serum. So that exactly what it is, that would be something for for later study if you wanted to try and replicate it. That's a bit uh, bit yes. advanced for we, on the fly down here. We'll take two vials of that. Mm -hmm. uh, the one another... hmm? Oh, I was going to say take vials, or we can find another one of these caulking guns from hell. Yeah, you know, they seem to be common down here. Oh, okay. Now, so you say that some of them are pumping the stuff downwards, and some of them are extracting something. What are they the one, extracting? The one that's been extracted, which is the one that then is being collected and the, into the drums and then being wheeled out by the Vormis slaves. That, I think the doctor's probably finding that's a little bit more interesting. Um, it seems to be something that has mutagenic properties. Um, that it's definitely organic. It's kind of a almost biochemical solution that looks like on some level it could interact with living tissue and transform it in some way. Fantastic. Um, this is probably something that's been used, you think, uh, given what was uh, seen in the overseer breeding bats, um, probably a key component in making the overseers. Mm. But what's it been extracted from? Dear goodness. Well, it's 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 fairly simple to to imagine that this entire cave system is actually was a living creature mm. it's been petrified we're inside of it and somehow they are extracting something from it for all we know it could be inside of its stomach so not completely petrified partially well that's petrified. the danger it's waking up yeah Oh, this is an amazing! I can't wait to get this back to my laboratory. Oh, we just I, have to stop it before it wakes up. Because if it wakes up, this whole Jesus Christ, a three-mile-high monster! Oh yes. But yeah. Right. Otherwise, there doesn't seem to be any. Well, from what you're seeing down here, there doesn't seem to be anything that's really overtly threatening. But just yeah, just this field almost seemingly because this this chamber's a good uh, couple of hundred feet, a um, couple of hundred feet from one end to the other, maybe even close to yeah, probably two hundred and fifty feet. Okay. Uh, but in the distance, you can see there is what seems to be another 
corridor shaped opening and that there is light coming from in it but it's light that changes color every so often uh, for a minute it's blue it's like a purple then it's a green then it's a yellow then it cycles back round again then red comes up so it's a there's no seemingly uh, seeming pattern there but it definitely is changing color from that direction some sort of machinery or something might be in there making that color the light let's uh let's go forward mm -hmm. is yeah, there any nastiness to expect from this uh i say to the snake person uh yeah he's he's looking around there might be some guards some down here i'm surprised like i, I would have thought there may be being a couple down here but it'd be less resistance than going going the other way certainly uh, keep 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 your eyes out. All right, so we're going forward carefully. Okay, um, your choice of spot hidden or stealth. Ooh. I will choose stealth. I'll choose spot hidden. I'll spot hidden with my T.I. It's the A. I got uh, an extreme pass on each on both. I got a thirty-six, so it's just regular pass. Extreme okay. as well. So you you make you're going ahead fairly quietly. Uh, definitely Connor. Connor is pretty much just a, <laughs> regarding madness, a shadow moving down here. Um, the rest of you though can see that there are a couple of shadows that do move behind a couple of the rigs that is in kind of flanking that corridor entrance on the far end of the uh, the far end of the cavern. And they don't look exactly humanoid. They look more serpentine than human. You boys want to take care of this? Uh, the serpent person thinking you, you're speaking to him just turns around and says, no. Well, no, not you. Right. <laughs> Stay here. Yeah. And I'm going to pull my knife out and I'm going to creep up on. I'm going to pull my knife out as well. I'm going to creep up on the ones on the other side. So we're going to flank the people that are flanking us. Okay. Connor's already, uh, we'll let his stealth roll ride so you don't need to make, uh, make another one. And well, actually, because you said you got under both, which one uh, do you want to use your spot hidden or your stealth? I'll use my stealth, okay. In which case, you will be able to uh, get up to them without any issues. I will do a quick roll for them, but unless they get something very, very good, they're not gonna see you coming. 36 ain't what I'd call particularly good, so you're able to creep up towards them as you get closer, you start hearing things coming from that corridor, I swear it sounds like whispers. Almost human voices, but then there's also what seems like the mingling of whispers of the, of the voice that you remember hearing back on the other side of the abyss. And almost this buzzing sound as well. It's very odd. The two serpent uh, folks that are stood here with their flame pistols don't seem to two uh, too perturbed by it, though, as you come up either side of them. They're basically keeping an eye looking around. You can see one of them turns to the other and says, uh, says pretty quietly, you see something move up there. The other one kind of shakes his head and says, nah, it's just probably one of the slaves. Anyway, unless they come too close, we don't have to worry about it, do we? The other one just kind of nods. So speaking of wanting to be covered in more serpent person blood. 
Right, sounds like you're making a fighting brawl attack. I will give you a oh, bonus yeah. die for being pretty much, a, well, a surprise attack. So give me the rolls. All right. So a 34 is a hard success. Uh, I got a 19, which is a hard success. Okay, so don't have to worry about going for extreme levels of damage. So roll normal damage. With my knife, that's going to be... Eight. Um, that's my damage bonus, which is an d 4 uh, also an eight. Okay, right. Oh, Magnus is one. You end up, uh, you cut so deep that you pretty much, you feel the knife uh, cut across the bone of the, of the spine. Uh, Connor's one, not quite so much. This one has a few more hit points, but it is well over half its hit points. So he does his con check. Oh, five is a pass. So this, Still, the spray just erupts from both of them. Uh, Magnus is now not quite as covered in blood as Connor, but close. I mean, uh, almost decapitated the poor thing in one go. Um, it falls to its knees, spraying you from pretty much neck height down to, uh, down to crotch. Whereas Connor, it's just more layers of blood. Um, it's, it is, however, still active. So it is going to try and at least do something towards you for this, uh, for this inconvenience. So, dex orders. Uh, typically, this one has a fairly low dex. Uh, I think Magnus is going to be first on, because this isn't going to take into account firearms. So, you're on 90. Um, so, is I'm on the other side of the room, like we've gone around, or we've been on the side of the corridor. Together. You're about 10 foot apart, so you, you can easily cross that. Oh, I'm just going to biff my knife across. Like, try and throw it into his chest, like I did with the ghoul. Oh, okay. Right, give me a throw roll. Okay. Don't kill me. 16. Thank you. That's going to be a hard pass on my throw. Okay. Right, in which case, um, you won't do your full damage bonus when you throw. Um, generally, it only counts as half damage bonus when you throw. So do your weapon damage and then half damage bonus cool. on top. All right. So I did the full, which is going to be a six, and then uh, a six, and so seven, seven in total. The blade just jabs into its chest. It looks at Connor as if it's ra as if raising up its claw, and then just sinks to its knees, and then goes face first into the um, into the dust. And the uh, the serpent person that's left with um, Odd and Doctor Valens, you see, kind of quivering. A little bit. He looks between you and says, "You're not going to do that to me if I've been so helpful, are you?" Oh, as well. long as you continue to be, <laughs> he kind of just he just nods. <laughs> yes, yes. If, if if it means I don't end up like them, I'll be I'll be as helpful as I can be. Uh, you guys oh. seem like you are being used just the same as other people are being used. So, yeah, just. Do what we tell you to do, and you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. yeah, I didn't um, want to be here in the first place. So I'm going to leave the snake person at the moment with Dr. Belenz, and I'm going to go forward because I really want to see what's where the colored lights are coming from. Because you know colored lights. It's, 
There's flashing colored lights. Oh my God, that's me. Hey, Dr. Valenz, if our oh, serpent yeah. friend gets any ideas, here, oh, and I'll hand him the, the syringe. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Thank you. Just just use the paralyzer. Don't use the petrifier. The, 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 the little fangs. The little fangs. No, 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 no. This. <laughs> I'm going with Gilly. <laughs> Be I nice. Ask, I was about to ask who is going with, uh, with Odd. So it sounds like Connor and the Doctor are staying in the cavern with the serpent person who is quivering and definitely not putting up any form of resistance. And then Odd and Magnus are going towards the brain case network. Brain case network? No, 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 no. We don't know their brains. (laughs) (laughs) That was labeled on the the map. Yeah. I think someone mentioned about uh, a rather Mego-like cylinder. Yeah. (laughs) We just think they're components of the computer. Yeah, with with delicate interiors as uh, very delicate interiors. Yes, as uh, Doctor Gonzalez pointed out. Anyway, inside this chamber has so the two entrances, the one that you've come through, and then you can see off to your left what evidently is a fairly steep um, staircase heading up from there. That goes goes logistically. That goes back to the control room. So you, you've got fairly good navigate. You can work out the orientation of where everything goes. The interior of the room is fairly basic, but it's what's been attached to the walls and is suspended from the middle of the ceiling and then runs down to the floor that forms the interesting part. Around the outside of the wall and then skirting over the top of the door of the doorways is this almost braided network of what in the modern day you might call fiber optic cables, but also what seems to be a combination of tubes of liquid and also definitely looks like organic components. It almost looks like bits of a nervous system or perhaps um, some kind of um, artificially grown neuron that connects the cylinders, which are about that wide, about that tall, with various, what seems to be almost like filigree not carvings, but definitely etchings around the bottom and the top, um, inlaid occasionally with crystals that are pulsating these changing colours. And every so often you can see this triangular pad with what seem to be almost like three sockets. Uh, coming out of these sockets are the various interconnecting so cables, tubes, which then connect the cases to the ones next to them and to this larger network that goes around the room. It goes across the ceiling to the central point where there and it's just a huge mass of cabling which goes ceiling to floor and is likewise pulsating with this uh, this different color light and fluid. All around you is this almost stage whisper-esque volume of whispering. You can pick out words that sound a bit like Icelandic there's others that are speaking what you think might be Dutch or German, perhaps. It's, it's a bit hard, um, hard to tell. Then there's just this buzzing noise. And again, the, uh, the meeping, growling, barking of the Vormis. And yet they're just 
overlaying each other. They don't seem to be particularly coherent, but just this all-pervasive noise. And also, a really horrible smell. Um, you can both give me medicine rolls. Yeah, the, the one you really wanted here, the doctor, is out of uh, nasal range. Uh, that's a crit fail. Yeah. How can you... How many points <laughs> do you have? Uh, in medicine, I have one. Yeah, I've got one, too. <laughs> oh, okay. And I got a 98. He's you, over there you, licking you, the cylinders. You, you are fairly sure this smell is just horrible. You have no idea what, uh, what it is. I don't yeah. like it. It does it smell... It down. smells medical, like antiseptic sort of smell. Um, did you get a particularly I, bad roll as well? I, I, yeah, I've only got one point medical too. But just just a regular fail, not a right. way at the other end of the bell curve fail. Right. Um, it smells like something organic has rotted. Yeah. But that's about as close as you spoiled can food down to. Yeah. From Everything <laughs> smells like bad, like spoiled food in here. <laughs> Yeah, probably uh, Valenza is probably nose blind to this. Uh, it just smells like a normal thing he's used to. Smells like is his apartment. A, is, <laughs> is this um, is that a, a, an egg casserole sandwich that's been left out or something? It's not well, this good. must be the these must be the canisters that we were told about. All seems to be networked together. Um, go get Doctor Valenz. Tell him to get his ass in here. Okay, um, so I'll, I'll kind of run down and be like here. Uh, Connor, Doc, uh, Gabe, whatever, serpent, uh, come here. Doc, 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 look at this. It's like a network. Almost oh, like a, my. almost like a, a nervous system or something. Oh, this smells like. <laughs> it smells like a medicine roll. <laughs> it smells like a heart success. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, you think this is probably a combination of rotted or even in lots of cases liquidized brains oh my favorite that smells like some deteriorating brain brain you think this is the creature's brain the giant creature's brain well i don't know it certainly doesn't look like one it looks like a lot of a mechanical interface to me well, yeah you've definitely got a lot of metal canisters here and so I start looking around. Is there any vision, notes, anything like that? Uh, vision slits, glass paneling I can look through? Are the voices coming from the like, canisters? Yeah. They look like they unscrew. Um, a couple of them, if you get close enough to them, where the smell is particularly pungent, um, you can see there is this greenish, blackish ooze that started to leak out the bottom of some of them through the, oh. uh, through the, uh, through the screw on the bottom. Now yeah, they definitely do open. Now, Gonsalves has said that they're really delicate. I imagine if they, they're forming this thing's brain, they would be delicate. You're like sticking your fingers in your head. Take a Snake look, friend. Mm -hmm. What yeah, is he, this he, place? What are these? Things? I think this is the the, 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 the... the controls are upstairs, but this is the brain that's running this whole facility. Well, he said... Oh, well, that'd be a real shame if uh, if one of these canisters went missing, huh? Well, we want to take some of the canisters. I don't think we're taking one or two or 
five or six would make much of a difference, but this is have... running the place. We need to get to the controls oh, upstairs. Because I found taking a part of anyone's brain, and, and normally they don't kick around for much longer. <laughs> we had to. Re- this is the serpent guy. Uh, we had to replace a number of the damaged components when we uh, when we first came to the base. So we we replaced them with um, components from the uh, the Vormis and some of the uh, some of the local humans. Components. Now, when you say components, Brains? what are you talking about? Yeah, he, he, and just points to a cylinder. Uh, they're, they're inside these cylinders. They're fine. Can I can I do like an electromechanical role to see if I understand all of this? Uh, oh. You are a weird scientist. I'd say anyone else has to make the role, but no, this is your shtick. You you understand it. Yeah, uh, I, I I think I get it. They've networked them all together. I mean, you can imagine that you know the, the power of a human mind, but a whole bunch of them networked together, thinking together. That must be what the whisper sounds are. It's all their little brains. That these are human brains. These are human That's brains. amazing. And, and other enormous brains. People. Maybe is it just is it just the brain or is it the whole head? I think it's no, just, just the brain. You don't need the rest. There's not much room in there when you've got all the wires and the the one that's leaking. Can mm-hmm. can that be opened? I mean, it's damaged already. Um, he shrugs. I'm not a tech. I'm just a. I'm just a guard. I'm on secu- I'm on security detail. I'm not one of the uh, one of the tech tech guys. Look, look. It's our intention to take some of these back. Apparently, Doctor Gonsalves has told us whether he meant to tell us or not, that whatever's going on in this facility is contained in these brains. And you only need one of them to find out what the hell's going on. But I don't want to give them a living brain. We'll give them a dead one and we'll take a couple of them for ourselves. Maybe, maybe we need to get upstairs to the control room first, because if we start playing around with these, it might short circuit all of the, we need to turn this thing on or turn it off. Stop that creature from waking up and let the prisoners out of their cells. If there's any way to uh, understand how to operate and interface with these cylinders would be key because if, if they lose power, it might kill them. So, well, if I don't a... imagine it would. How many is there? How many cases? You do a quick kind of visual count up, easily over 100. Jesus. And Magnus so, thinks that will take a long time to kick them off. So, right. yeah. so it's just a matter of timing. Let's take care of the problem upstairs and then come back for these when we get yes. out. Okay. Okay. Mark, Dr. Blunds, do you have a gun? I only have this tranquilizer and poison dart gun. If you happen to have a more conventional gun, I would not say no. I have a net thrower. Well, we have. I'll give him syringe. my handgun. I'll give him my handgun. Oh my goodness! You point this end. Yep, yep, at them, and then you pull the trigger. Okay. Also, make it clear, folks, that when Should the do? shit starts hitting the fan, we need to get out of here. Which means we have to get to that escape bay. Okay. Because we're. Y'all remember how to interface with uh, the spheres? Mm-hmm. Don't forget, we've got to get um, Gerhard and uh, and the, the prisoners as well. 
the second that we unlock the cells, he should be grabbing them and getting them out through the the, the, the voice cave right. to the outside. All right. All right. Let's head up the stairs. Before we do that, let's let's secure Friendo here. Should we just let him go? Well, somebody's got to carry the cylinders back for us. They are I think, large. I, th- I think I think Gilly was expecting you and I to do that, Connor. Look, um, you can do no, I'm, I, I was I expecting to carry one back myself. Probably carried two each. Um, I brought my personal assistant with me to do this very thing. Look, uh, Snakey, if you stay here and be a good snake person, we'll take you out with us. But you got to wait here for us. His eyes open wide at that in a not kind of terrified way. There's actually a glimmer of hope crosses his uh, crosses his little scaled face. Um, yeah, I, I'll I'll stay here. Yeah, because if if you run, he's gonna hunt you down and kill you. And I'll I'll bare my fangs and pick him with my uh, giant <laughs> snake blood covered knife. This is gonna I'll suck. This is really going to suck if we all get outside and we're all safe and we suddenly think, fuck, we told Snakey that we would well, I, I, I'll never forget about Snakey. <laughs> Snakey is mine. All right. My prisoner. Right, you head up the, the staircase. Um, this is a little bit different to the other one. This one doesn't have a ramp that implies that stuff comes up and down here fairly often. The staircase is also slightly narrower. Um, there's a wire, almost like a like a mine shaft. There are uh, there are metal supports along the side of the walls as you go up, and it's slightly steeper. Um, as you get about halfway up, you can hear the sounds of people, well, the sounds of talking, on the other um, from somewhere in the control room. And as you get to the top of the staircase, you, the sounds become a lot more clearer. The scene that spreads out before you. It's a little odd in its construction. The control room is on a lower level than where you are. So you've come up to the level where you were previously, but the door emerges at the top, kind of towards the top of the ceiling in that room where there is then almost like a mezzanine floor, um, forming like a balcony that goes down. Um, Off here at various points, there are hatches that look as though they may go into like service ducts or... Um, air vents of uh, of sorts and also it goes right the way around the room to the far side and then goes out into the corridor where you can see the light coming from the river of magma so it's almost like a pit the control room is in Hmm. Uh, beneath you then this area up here by the way is very poorly lit so you can move around and it's almost it's almost pitch black up here so the only light is coming from down beneath you and then the corridor on the far side there are then a number of stairways going down that go into this control pit which seems almost like a circular area where there are various control panels and various uh, monitors and a big display which I'll get to last Um, but on the various uh, displays or computer terminals there are various keyboards in front of them it looks like the metal and the stone of the chamber is merged into one around these uh, these monitors, so it's hard to tell where the machine starts and where the ro- and where the rock begins. 
but stood or sat rather at each one of these um, key monitors there are six serpent people who are frantically hammering away on the keyboards there's streams of nakal going by um, on them some other ones do display what look to be some kind of graphic or it's almost like a tv screen it's showing something maybe like a globe spinning but it's a bit difficult to tell exactly what it's showing from from this distance and this angle and they seem to be quite frantic in what they're doing there's a guard which is presumably the one that ran across the bridge that you saw earlier um, he stood at the bottom of the stairway looking up as if expecting you lot to be coming through the door to the river of magma but obviously you aren't there so he's he's looking around and turning back to this big monitor that's behind him and saying uh sorry uh, sorry mum i just don't know where they are i mean they're, they're, I, I swear i heard them coming and this female voice booms from this larger display saying I don't need incompetence. I need these people eliminated. They've caused too much problems as it is already. If you don't, if you don't think they're coming across, then there must be somewhere else in the complex. Find them! And the various people that are sat in front of the monitors, one of them turns around and says, but, but sorry, Miss Meadham, we can't, we can't find them on any of the internal security. They've dropped, off the, they've dropped off the map entirely. And just, find them! How many, are there any other guards or is it just these seven? One guard and the six uh, serpents at the various stations. Well, I, I'll, I'll, I'll just say, well, you don't have to find us anymore, and I want to blast the guard with my lightning gun. Just the guard, just the guard. Just the yeah. guard, yep. Okay. And, and as you do that, I'm going to step inside, and if the, the snake people get up, I'm going to say, just stay where you are. No, I'll walk to, in. I don't want them to stop doing what they're doing. I want to find <laughs> out what they I will doing. be right by your side, Gilly. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna uh, walk in, go up to the screen, and just <laughs> wave. <laughs> yeah. Well, Colin was the first one acting, so we'll resolve that. How many charges are you using? Uh, we'll use three. Okay, it's still fairly palpable if that hits. So give me a firearms roll. Twenty-seven is a hard success. Okay, you can give me three d10. Uh, 21. <laughs> uh, there is a um, a bolt of lightning that flies through the air. Um, for, a, for a second, the smell of barbecued meat and then just a pop as there is a bit of serpent person spread all over the far side of the control room now. Um, two of the six, uh, effectively, technicians... Uh, get sprayed in this and are uh, just not rooted to the spot, but definitely go quivering. The other four do get up, at which point Odd says, Stay where you are, and I've got my lightning gun out. Okay. Um, you can give me an intimidate roll with a bonus dice. Because Connor is intimidating, especially when he just blows up the guard. <laughs> well, I got a 14 out of 15. And an 11 out of 15, so I pass it twice. There you go, right. Um, yeah, in which case, they slowly sit back down. I guess Magnus wanders in and waves. And I'm going to move forward to see if I can tell what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, you can give me an electrical repair roll. I 
got 12 out of, where is it, 75. That's a, an extreme. You are pretty certain that it seems that these guys are keeping monitor over the drilling rigs and also seemingly more of them as well. Um, a lot of what they seem to be connected up, it occasionally flashes up that half the screen becomes a map and you can see that there are various symbols in the car that represent where the different drilling rigs are, uh, are housed. A lot of them are in the, cav uh, the cavern that you've just come from, but there are also others that are dotted around over the peninsula um, in various lava flows and tunnels that flow over the sleeper, confirming that, yeah, it's about three miles long. Jeez. And nearly it's all of the rigs are running dry that there is very little petrification serum left. Um, on the screen, mm -hmm. uh, does the can I see a person? Uh, you can see someone indeed. Uh, someone that if you cast your mind back quite away uh, to when Angel described uh, her, yeah. she looks a little bit like that. Rose oh. Medium, I presume. She smiles. Um, her eyes don't particularly convey any degree of friendship, but her mouth curls in quite a friendly grin, and she nods. You have or, me at a slight disadvantage. Who might or I who used to be Rose Medium? Yeah, where, where are the guys that are going to kill the guy that looks like your dad? Oh, now why why would you be wanting to do that? Because I fucking hate him. It's you and me both. We should probably talk. Probably not. And I'm going to walk out of the web of the screen. <laughs> oh, you, um, she continues talking. Yeah. Um, you must. You must hate him for a reason. I mean, I've got my reasons, definitely. But what might yours be? Have you realised what his little organisation is up to yet? Well, we know what both your organisations are up to. Oh, what might ours be? Well, you want to plunge the world into darkness, maybe use uh, something in a facility in a certain place, you know, try the world in eternal night for your god or whatever you want to call it. What he said. Well, for our god, for the benefit of our race. Come yeah, see, remind come me, yeah, remind me, Connor, are these the ones that follow the, the, the false god, the one that's not really a god, it's a... It's a oh, thank you, are. That one. Okay, yeah. She, she snaps very much from this calm yeah. smile to this. The only false god is Yig, and then returns back to. Uh, I don't know. To according according to our very well educated friend, uh, both Yig and the Sugiwa are false gods. So I don't know. Figure that one out. She cocks her head. Who said that? Oh, he he he's out of the, he's not here at the minute so oh. something about a idiot what was his name? I, as something, a thought or whatever he called him yeah something like that and I, to, I don't know i don't know she she shakes her head where are you we would love to have this a chat about the death of uh the person pretending to be the person's the person's body that you took over that person's other body father daughter yeah that guy I don't see it being uh, too problematic, as you won't be able to to get to me in time. Um, I'm currently in Peru, but I won't be here for much longer. Oh, well, where are you going after Peru? That would be telling. Yeah, you know what? I think we're talking too much to that bitch. Um, 
The fact is, lady, uh, the monkeys are going to take over now. Thank you. Monkeys take over what? <laughs> well, we're almost taking over the world. You're not taking it back from us. <laughs> oh, which would you prefer, to be exterminated or to become slaves? Because that's what your dear friends at Caduceus are arguing for. They want to turn uh, to turn your little race into ser uh, to servitors. No, would well, what you would you prefer? Would you prefer to be our pets? Pets? Yeah, we keep snakes as pets. Mm. Kind of cool looking creatures, but one pets. of our group, one of our group likes to, to to you know do the do other things to snakes. But uh, we'll we'll feed you some nice juicy uh, rats. Because it was one eye starts twitching uh, at, the, at the thought of uh, copulation with the monkeys. Listen, boys, and I'm, I'm now I'm talking to the snake people. Mm -hmm. I say, it looks like what you're doing here is important. We need to find a way to shut down this monster that's, that's growing. Are you trying to wake it up or are you trying to put it down? They look at you in stunned silence and then you can see their kind of their eyes flicker back to the monitor and Rose answers for them. It says they're trying to keep it asleep because they can't exactly work if something that big wakes up from underneath them. Mm. Oh, what are they working on? Why, what's, what's the deal with this facility? It's not so impressive. You're extracting yeah. something. There are certain, certain parts of the equipment that we've been able to resurrect and make working again. And frankly, we're going to need some, say, heavy muscle to ah. take on Caduceus once they've opened the gate to move. You're uh, mutating large uh, monsters to as your stormtroopers. Hmm. We we call them overseers. Yeah. 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 They're not they're not quite as as tough. I think you need them to be. And I'll start flexing my overseer weapon yeah. that I have. How many have we killed so far? The the huh. three or four or the five four. of us. Yeah, we've killed four of them. Easy. No yeah, that 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 twitching to her eye returns. I'm going, what I'm going to try to do is see if I can offer my insight into how to repair what the fuck is going wrong here. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I whisper into the snakes, the little snakes, he says, look, your life depends on whether we accomplish this or not. We're not going to do anything to you as long as you're assisting us. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, you can give me... This would be a combination role, so you're wanting to pass your electrical and mechanical repair. Um, so I just roll the once, but for the both? Yeah, you need to get basically under the lower one. Um, but I will give you a bonus die because of your weird science. Electrical and mechanical. Mm -hmm. All right, so I need to get under a 67. And the lower the better. And I got a 19. Okay, that's pretty good. So that's definitely going to be a hard. Is that um, a, that's hard. not a, it's not a, yeah, it's a hard. Mm -hmm. Do you want to make it an extreme or are you happy with a hard? Ooh. I'll have to make a 13. Yeah, I'll, yeah, sure. Okay. You learn a couple of things then. Um, definitely what they seem to be doing is uh, maintaining um, the outputs of the drilling rigs and regulating how much of the uh, mutagenic serum that they've been pulling out of the sleeper, uh, the same stuff that was injected in it in the first place to then grow it to the proportion that it um, that it became. And that you can see then there is stockpiles of elsewhere in the base. 
which is then being fed into the overseer generation vats. So that is the stuff that they're using to um, to make the overseers. But as they're doing that, they have a finite resource of the petrification serum, which they're then basically plugging back in to the sleeper to try and keep it asleep. The only problem is that it's almost run out. There's no reserves left, and what they've got is essentially everything that's in the drilling rigs. So that once that's gone, it's gone, and it's already showing critical across the board on virtually all the rigs. So that's what they are doing. But as you are so trying to get a handle on this, um, you also come across one particular panel um, that with your Nakal that you can, um, you're able to read, uh, catch a couple of words on, you're fairly sure it says self-destruct. That the panel is damaged. Um, there's a big red button that looks like way in the dim and distant past it was pressed. So the self-destruct is running, but it's stopped at a particular point. Uh, that point is uh, 300 which, if it's running in something that's equivalent of seconds, is about five minutes. Right. Because you get an, uh, because with your extreme, something is holding the clock back. The core downstairs is stop uh, is basically frozen. The self destruct in an act of self preservation at three hundred seconds. Right. Um. Well, that would be something that I would confirm with the snake people. I'd be like, this 300 here, this is, what, approximately 300 seconds? Mm, they nod. Five minutes. Why is it always five minutes? Um, uh, one of them does perk up. It can be extended, but it can't be reversed. It can be extended, but it can't be reversed. How, how far can it be extended? Uh, three times. So 15 minutes. And what what will the self destruct do? Kill the creature, kill the the sleeper. It will destroy the it will destroy the base. It will con basically continue what should have happened the first time that the the magma flows will volcanic uh, eruption. Yes, uh, a, a geothermal event, but that can only be controlled from the geothermal core deep underneath us. All right, where is the prisoner release mechanism? Uh, they point to a particular screen. All right. Going to release the prisoners. Okay, um, you got an extreme. I'll let it ride. Um, you have the option. You can open every door in the facility if you wanted, or you can localize it to just that um, to just that particular part with the cells. Just those cells. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so We've locked you. I've, I've, <laughs> I've seen Resident Evil. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to open up all the doors. <laughs> Can oh, we surmise? Oh, sorry. Can we surmise if there's any uh, uh, equipment in here related to the cases in the other chamber? Or could I use my biology, chemistry, or medicine skills to, to see if there's anything that might be related to that here? Because this doesn't seem like it has anything related to that. It's, it's mainly... The controls. Um, I mean, there's definitely. If you were to pull apart, there's a, there's a few panels you can see. So if you wanted to open them up, um, you can see there is definitely some kind of connection between here and the room downstairs because there's very oh. much that same kind of fiber optic cabling, right. but kind of interspersed with this um, maybe artificial 
biological nervous system that connects it as well. It's an organic computer of some sort. I'm really sense. curious. You should be curious as to what that material is. Yes. It almost looks like glass. But how do you make glass into flexible cable? That's amazing. All right. So we can I can delay this 15 minutes once we get it going. Uh, two 15 minutes, but it needs to be done from the geothermal core. Um, yeah. At which point the, uh, the, the fellow in front of you can point to a, um, towards a map of the complex. So this will actually give you the full view of the whole thing. All right. So Gerhardt should now be on his way out because he was there and the cells have just released. Where it says sinkhole between the drilling rigs and the brain case network, that's actually above. Okay. So it's it's part of the uh, the level where you are now, rather than the uh, rather than the lower level. But it's not something you need to worry about particularly. What's the okay. petrification test chamber? Oh, um, this is the. I presume you're asking the uh, the serpent yeah. in front. Well, we needed to make sure that the petrification serum that was left was uh, was correctly formulated for the sleeper. So we had to test it on some of the. Uh, some of the Vormis and the uh, the local indigenous population. I mean, it helped to keep the numbers down for one thing. Do we, uh, do you have a formula? How do you make this stuff? That's part of the problem. We, we don't. The, um, the, the manufacturing plant is part of the, uh, part of the facility that was covered up, uh, that was buried by the, by the magma. All right. So we have no way of making it here. This we, is, we have stockpile reserves, but that was it. Um, this is going to be... I, I'm going to say this quietly to one of the, the snake people while the others are doing whatever they're doing, but do, do, can I find access to uh, all of the information, all of the technical data, all of the... Uh, the uh, how all of this stuff is built, the architecture, everything? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all in the all in computer storage. All right. So while they're doing that, and I say that in a few minutes, I'm going to go down to the core. Once we time this, uh, we'll have 15 minutes. I'll go to, I'll get to the core. It's almost near the, 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 uh, escape bay. Um, I'll, I'm going to go with you, but, uh, I'm not ready to go yet. And we need to get some canisters from downstairs. So yeah. I'm going to access the data on all of this technology and just start scrolling through it because I've got an eidetic memory. <laughs> yeah. oh, I wish I had that for the... <laughs> well, you do have your insane recall. While he's, uh, while he's doing that, mm -hmm. um, uh, I'm assuming me and Connor are still standing at the screen and, and uh, I'm going to say to Rose, I'm assuming he's still there. So, mm -hmm. uh, so you're in Peru, but you're, you're moving on, did you say? Oh, definitely. Not, I'm not going to say, you know, I've told you where I am. That would be silly. Yeah, so, but you're going to move on to elsewhere then? Elsewhere. We'll call it elsewhere. All right. Hey, uh, Connor, the weather's quite nice in uh, Calcutta right now, isn't it? And then I'm going to look and see what her reaction is. She cocks her head. Why there? So, she's okay, that, that's totally what I need to know. I'll just smile and then walk back out of the shop. Okay. Chris, what are you talking about? 
and I'll get you out of the shot, and I'll be like, "That was uh, that, that's where the, they have the word of um, the 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 crown." Maybe she doesn't know that. But that's I know, but that's what I was checking. I was wondering if she was going to be. No, she has the idea. Don't cut it. Maybe you just told her. No, I didn't. I just, I just, I, I maybe I did. Yeah. Stop talking to Stinky Puss. All right. I'm just going to kick the big red button, all right? I'll be right back. Yeah. Just, go, just, go, just go kick the thermal core in the basement. Let me handle this. All right. Okay, I'll go do that. I instantly flip around and fire my net. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not kicking. I'm just... Your survival instinct kicks in. <laughs> Restrain Magnus. <laughs> so with, with Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, so, by like, so, so, Rose, tell me, and I'll, like... All sort of smiling whites that show my fangs. Mm-hmm. Oh. What, what 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 advantages, you know, as as a recent convert to the whole snake person thing? Why why is the thuggy wood just so much better for those of us of a serpent uh, disposition? Disposition, thanks, Magnus. A serpentine disposition. Why 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 is the thuggy wood so much better than Yig? Ultimately. It's a real god. It's a force that has power, a power that it will that it bestows to its worshippers. It's a god that respects authority and power and strength. Yig is quite happy to sit in its complacency and quite happy to ignore the rest of our race. Whereas Sothogwa doesn't ignore. Sothogwa is able to enable us to get back to our rightful place. And she points, maybe All the more reason to keep her from Sathogua. What do you know about Gatanathoa? The god of the volcano? Mm. She, she shrugs. Confined to a volcano. Um, uses little more than a power source for the citadel in Mu. Why would anybody want to worship that? Why would anyone want to worship a rock or the the sun in the sky? Lesser minds might find and uh, find it and call it a god. It's an entity. It's a power source. Is there anything uh, in in Mu uh, that that you guys are needing, or is it just you want to get into the? Oh, you seem to already know what our plan was. And she looks down towards the monitors, and the mon- a couple of them, that not the one that Oddie's working on, and not the ones that are currently displaying uh, the various uh, drill uh, levels, um, starts to show this, this orb turning round again, this image that you saw from, uh, from higher up, but now you're down on the level you can see it. Uh, it's an animation showing the Earth, but the Earth from quite a while ago there's this odd continent off the coast of South America that's in the middle of the, of the Atlantic. Um, does look familiar for those that were in North Borneo of the map that you saw on the wall there in the outpost. Um, the animation shows various points um, becoming active or lighting up on the planet corresponding to volcanoes, uh, which then simultaneously erupt spewing ash into the atmosphere and forming a, um, almost like an outer crust blocking out the sun. So then skips back to, to Rose. 
And the super the super weapon thing that's there. Yes, the uh, as you've uh, termed it, and as my um, so-called father termed it, a doomsday weapon. So that's not the only thing. That's not the only thing in move, but that's that's what we want. Right. What is what does your so-called father want? He wants a distribution system because the one he's been trying to make for the last few years has failed. He's tried to have this disease of his, this uh, this sleeping sickness, as he calls it, the uh, the method by which he will turn your monkey race into servitors, into mindless slaves, which will not have any will of their own, no intellect, no no spark of what makes you. And she almost. It almost looks as though she's vomiting when she says the word human. That it will make you a perfect servitor race for them to rebuild the next serpent person empire. So far as he sees it. The delivery mechanism, there is a machine for that in Moo where they can manufacture the delivery system. He'd been experimenting with bugs previously, large mosquitoes. Yeah, that is, that, is that the uh, the warehouse? I told you that, that was there, Artie. You nod. We have a uh, we have an agent in New York that was trying to ex- uh, trying to expose the the stockpile that he had uh, um, under a dock in Red Hook, I believe it was. But the problem with those bugs is they don't have a very long lifespan. Whereas, so now were you the, the one who 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 killed his contacts there, or was that the other meetum? Oh no! I understand. Our agent uh, that's operating there has uh, successfully laid, and she she smiles with almost her grin going from ear to ear. You can see the uh, the fangs pointing through. Yes, our agent there has set some seeds that might lead to some uh, interesting developments in the next day or two. <laughs> oh, lovely! You know, your 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 problem is that you've. You've planned this all to to wage war against human beings, but the fact is, we wage war on ourselves. We kill each other all the time. We're used to killing. But we, you're uh, not doing it quick enough. Yeah, well, we'll we'll take care of you the same way we did before. I've got a question for you, Rosie. Um, if you're so keen for uh, your old pops, uh, you know, kick the bucket. Uh, well, why don't you tell us uh, how we're, how would we achieve that? Is there any? Uh, Surprises? What about that uh, joint uh, hunk of meat he's got following around with him canning? Well, the overseer that he's hybridized. Uh, I knew it. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, and so since we are, you know, you know, frenemies. Uh, oh, you you are um, you are the enemies of my enemy. It seems so. Maybe friends, or at least potentially friends. You know, if right, you're, right. you're where, not against where, us, where are places we could go that would hurt Meetum the most? The most? Well, <laughs> if you had a look at the lower levels of his little building, Caduceus. Mm-hmm. How far underground have you got there? Uh, not not, not very especially. Far. That's one place. Another one. He has a temple to his false god. At his uh, at his home in uh, I forget the place. New Canaan. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the estate in New Canaan. Yeah, we know about that. And it depends on how I'm not privy to uh to know how successful his experimentation with the gate to to move got there from beyond its initial stages. Um if he has a gate and that's where he's planning on making his breakthrough, if it isn't gonna be um a more geographically harmonious location with Mu, then that might be somewhere that he would uh, object to. <coughs> but definitely underneath the underneath the Caduceus building, he has he has a lot of things that he would prefer don't reach the eyes of the apes. And there, Rose, that's not really your name, is it? It's a name I've used for long enough. What is what is your your actual relationship with the snake that wears the skin of Medum? He is, ironically, and one of the reasons I was chosen for this uh, for this mission. He is my father. Uh. It was seemingly easier for. A father and daughter to take the place of a uh, of a monkey's father and daughter. Just in case the wrong term was ever used. Just in case anyone tried to see if there was any difference of emotion. There, there was. It basically made the lie a bit more convincing. Besides, because just besides eating, besides eating them and taking their skins, it gave a bit more level of legitimacy. Do you do you think people know how quickly we saw through your? Uh disguise I mean we knew who you were before you told us we, we had a you, you should have done your research when you took over a, 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 bro, a, a, a father and daughter because you see Rose Maiden had a brother yeah we knew about the mother we thought that she'd been dispatched you thought wrong so we, we we clicked on pretty quick that uh, Joseph uh, it wasn't who he said he was, or Joshua, sorry, wasn't who he said he was because, uh, well, he didn't recognize his own kids. There's also something else you should know. He's a seer. A seer. He saw your face a long time ago, told us all about it. He's seen what your plans are. He's seen everything. We know everything. That's why we're here. I think I've gotten most of this information out of here. Um, but you can't stop it, so it's not a concern of mine. Huh. Talking about the technological uh, advancement in the human race. <laughs> like I said, you aren't killing yourselves quick enough. You certainly won't advance technologically fast enough. Took you billions and billions of years, and you still are living in caves underground somewhere. I mean, we're not that bad. You guys lost your entire island. We did this in 5,000 years. That wasn't exactly us that got rid of it in the first place. Yeah, um, so t what about those, so what elder, are they elder things? What What got, what did you in? What did Mu in? Are they still around? Are they a concern? Oh, the, the plants from the south, and also the uh, the other reptiles. Um, I believe you call them Ligor. 
they had an they had an alliance and fought against the uh, fought against the citadel when they feared that someone was going to push the button and use that doomsday device. So the citadel had to be taken out of phase. So the uh, the elder things removed the continent from this level of reality and put it in this... the beyond. So your your cute little god the the Zuguba that promises all this power couldn't stop these plant dudes. Doesn't seem like much of a god to me. Uh, Connor, this <laughs> none of this is their technology. I'm starting to realize now this this whole facility yeah. here downstairs and everything. This, this isn't snake pressing technology. This is Mego technology. Oh yes, the vast so, majority of what he has been cannibalized. Yeah, so you guys aren't so superior after all. Only that you steal other people's technology. Well, now we're stealing it. She, she just leans forward at that, her eyes narrowing, and just says, we're superior enough that we'll be the ones alive underground when everything on the surface of this earth is dead. Maybe we might see each other again. Maybe it might be in Calcutta. Maybe it might be somewhere else. Well, when you do, this is what you can expect, and I'll fire the lightning gun into the monitor. <laughs> Before she can switch it off, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and yeah, the monitor goes blank. Um, I was going to kick that. <laughs> I did. I did the cool thing first. So, all right, let's go to the core. Look, um, snake people, you have been helpful. Um, thank you for showing me what we've done here. Um, I'll leave you to it. And I'm, I'm like, I, I say to the other guys as I'm walking away, I'm like, all right, I can head towards the core. Connor, you, I mean, uh, Magnus, you're coming with me. I don't care what you do to them. You can let them go. Whatever, we could just leave them stranded here, whatever. I think they're just flunkies for this rose bitch. <laughs> I kind of feel sorry for them because we're going to stomp them into the dirt. Oh, I wouldn't feel too bad. But when they remuster with their own I mean, forces, they'll try well, to be, stop us. Be quick on... They're going to try and enslave Here. us or kill us, so... So, so once we... So, you head to the core. Mm -hmm. Leave leave some little spider wires to stop these techs from getting any yeah. ideas of following us. And then I... And then Valens, myself, and Snake Friend if he's been a loyal snake friend, we'll take some of the cylinders and we'll get out of here. All right. Next. Well, it's in the same way. You go down the corridor and to the one one direction, it's right, but you, the core, you have, and then straight ahead is the, the thing. You have five minutes to extend your time, if that's what you want. I, I got a 15-minute window. We're going to get... Well, you have five minutes. You have to get down there to extend it. Right, right. And I, I say to one of the snake people, is there a way we can make like an announcement throughout the facility? Basically points towards something that looks a bit like a microphone. All right, can we can I like do it just to Ooh. the prisoner bank? Oh, oh, the prisoner bank. So I, I do it just to the prisoner bank. I say, Gerhardt, you got to get those prisoners out of there if you haven't already. I said we're gonna have we we got about twenty minutes. Can we save them on the monitor? I was gonna say you can see a what looks to be almost like a CCTV shot. You see Gerhardt turn around, kind of maybe playing around with his backpack. Making yeah, stop, sure that something's stop, in. Stop playing with your backpack. Get those people out. We got about 
how much time do you need? Half an hour? Half an hour to get the hell out and down the mountainside. Tell the Varmus too, because we're going to ignite the, the volcano to kill this giant creature. You, you can see Gerhardt gives a couple of thumbs up and starts herding people out from the cells towards the right. uh, the entrance back to the abyss. Adi, what's that? Well, Adi, do be careful. I say this in a hushed voice, just to uh, to you. Um, do be careful. The additional fifteen minutes is just from his hearsay. Oh well, he yes, made... of course. The thing is, is that it's frozen right now. I simply won't activate it until half an hour goes away. <laughs> you know? It's an open-person technician that told you that the first time uh, God swivels back round to you and says it's it's not a case that once you start it, you can extend it. You either start it at 900 or you start it at 300. If you start it at 300, it will count down and will not extend. You need to, if you want to set the core off, you have to do it from the geothermal core, which will give you effectively a slower countdown. Right. It will still register as 300, but it will only count down in increments of three I seconds. I, okay, I still won't do it until another, you know, half an hour has okay. gone by in that way. We'll have plenty of time to get will out. We, will we be able to see that happen from here? No, you guys got to, we got to go. We're all leaving at the same time. Yeah, brain cases. No, 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 so but here, here, here's the thing. That computer thing is what's stopping this countdown. So if we remove the cylinders on our way to the core, then we only have five minutes. It will not extend. No, no, no. It, oh. That's what this That's what this tech is just talking to us. You gotta listen. Oh, I thought he said we had to do it. I thought he said we had to do it from the core. Right, but he didn't know we were gonna remove some cylinders. How many, how many cylinders can we remove without damaging the computer enough because you've already been replacing obviously there's some dead circuits yeah there must be some redundancy involved I'm um, sure if one broke down it wouldn't bring everything down the uh the serpent person does kind of do that almost um plumber type hiss kind of, um we've only added to them we haven't removed any right. uh, removing them might cause a problem all right how about this i get to the core and we time it and i will give you exactly the moment when you need to remove those from the uh check can we watch the the can we watch talking to the server tech can we watch that little the core room from here mm -hmm. yeah okay you know. just we'll watch you and you give us a signal and then we'll move all right all right let's do it Yes. Okay. You, you can hear a couple of the techies behind you. They're starting to talk amongst themselves. Um, there definitely seems to be two threads of conversation here. One that's basically saying, we've got to stay at our posts. We've got to make sure that this, the sleeper doesn't wake up. And the other half saying, no, we should get the hell out of here now and take, um, take our chances because we're either going to stay and it wakes up or we leave and it wakes up. It's waking up regardless. And there seems to be they, they are arguing amongst themselves as to what they're supposed, what they need to do. Uh, okay. I say to the snake people in the towel, I'm like, look, I'm going to kill the thing. I'm going to set off the failsafe. 
are you just going to let us walk out of here? If you behave, <laughs> maybe. We'll think about it. But you try anything, the, the opportunity's gone. Okay, they, they just sit quietly then. Uh, we'll monitor the the rigs from here until the, until the alarm goes. All right. All right, so I, Magnus, you're coming with me? Yeah. Oh, if you, see, say, if you see the snake, send him up here. Mm -hmm. So I can keep right. an eye on all the snake people at once. Um, I try to explain to them how to disattach the brain cylinders from the cabling because mm -hmm. I've read the schematics. You have. So I, I explained to them, you know, there's a thing on here and you flip this over and it should disattach and you should be, it should be self-contained. Mechanically, <laughs> mechanically, um, it's going to be an electrical repair roll. Because Oddie's told you what to do, you do gain a bonus die to it. Um, one thing Oddie will also know is that there is a chance, because of how these are charged up, that direct physical contact could have a side effect to um, for a human nervous system. Uh, there is a chance that you might actually make contact with the network but just by touching it. So use your mittens. Mittens isn't here. Mittens is back in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Damn that! Uh, <laughs> just when you need a little pussy and you don't have one, so. <laughs> oh. All right, let's go to the core. All right, it's it's a risky business anyway, but we're gonna save Iceland. Right, uh, you can see that down in the core there because you've got the. CCTV looking down at it. Uh, there is one serpent person guard and on the stairwell going down, there is an overseer at the top. What, what is the That's state why of you're the, taking me. <laughs> what's the state of the escape room or the pod bay? Uh, the landing room. Uh, there are three, yeah. what, there look, what look to be three serpent people there. Um, you can also do a quick count up as well to see um, how many of the uh, spheres are left. Yes. Oh. Uh, there are three of the. Oh no! In fact, there would be less than that because you've got one of them. Uh, there's one of the half spheres that Gerhardt is using currently going back across, um, but across the abyss back that way. There's one which is outside the door to the control room, because that's mentioned it was previously on that side because they use that to go across the bridge as and when they need to. So there are two of the four half spheres left in the landing bay and I mentioned there were eight whole spheres there there are only six because you sent two of your right. um, the two guards from earlier back to the landing bay and they've taken one each oh. so we're actually going to have to leave some of these snake people here too bad it's humans over snakes monkeys win well, we're about to take two out anyway on our way down to the core. Right. All right. And you head back. Um, presumably, you're going to go back the way you came in, so back down to the, the network, across the drilling rig platforms, and then up the stairs, down the corridor, that way, because you're yeah. 
your spiders are still set up on the right. other side of the uh, bridge. And we'll send Gabe up um, mm-hmm. to Connor as well. Gotcha. Gabe? All right. The overseer that is stood in the doorway leading down to the geothermal core pretty much fills the uh, fills that entrance. So as he hears footsteps coming to um, coming towards you, he does step out and look round. Um, so you are pretty much standing off against each other at the corridor length between you. Who's acting first? Well, I'll take a couple steps forward and just hold out my my lightning gun and fire dead center into him. <laughs> Okay, give me firearms roll. I'll do a five. Mm-hmm. And a fifty-five. What is my firearms? Oh wait, I've got a special for that, don't I? Uh, ooh, and technically I need a forty, so I'll spend fifteen points. Okay, that becomes a hit then. So roll your five d ten. Five d ten. Three. Nine. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, uh, 25. Ooh. You are one point away from killing it, so it gets its roll to try and stir, to try and stay functional. So it might actually get to do something. Jesus Christ, they've really built these things up. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, 82 though is a fail. Oh no, it's got a con of 100, so it is a success. So yeah, this thing takes a blast directly to the chest. Um, you can smell the burning meat in the air and you can see this huge crater in its chest. It just bellows and starts uh, stomping its way towards you. Oh shit. Uh, we'll, then go into, <laughs> Run away. Yeah, we'll then go into dex order. So... You've got a readied firearm that gives you plus fifty on your decks. Uh, what weapon are you intending on using, Magnus? Uh, I'll probably go with my Tommy. Okay, so also plus fifty on decks. You are well ahead of its decks. It is so far behind you; it is silly. So you both go before it. So Magnus will go first because your base is higher than odds. All right, um, I'll roll on my um, 38, which is a hard pass. Okay. Um, I'm fairly sure that even the base damage on that is going to do more than five. Uh, it's 1d10 plus two, yeah, so it's... Also, there's a chance it might not, because yeah. you might not get through its armour. Uh, roll your damage, and let's see if it does... If you get five or more... Then it's dead because you get through the armor and you take away its one remaining. Yeah, time. I got six on my one d ten. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> right, there, there is a there is a daka 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 hail of bullets. At that point, the thing sways. You can see its tongue dart out and then just go limp, and it falls straight onto the deck. I, I look up at Magnus and I say, "Does Rose Meadum know that we have machine guns?" <laughs> I mean, no. come on. That was really easy. Let's go. Right, you are heading down to the core? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you get down. As you're heading down, you can see that at the end of the corridor, there's a definite movement. Something goes across the corridor ahead of you. Definitely the one serpent person guard that's down there. 
and once you emerge at the bottom, uh, you can see that some this basically he's taken position as a direct line of sight towards the door, waiting for anyone to come through. Um, he's holding up an arm with the coil of a uh, flame pistol around it. But rather than just opening up and firing, you just hear it uh, yell, Don't move! What are you doing down here? Um, just I'm going to shoot it. Okay. <laughs> shoot him, yeah. yeah. Right, make your roll. Again with the Tommy, because it's up. It's ready to go. Um, that is a regular pass. Okay, well, it's not the Matrix. He doesn't get a chance, uh, chance to dodge bullets. Okay, Give me so... damage. And it's going to be a nine. Okay. Fairly palpable. Not quite enough to get rid of him. Um, he also does rain on his feet. So you basically do a sing. It's, you're doing single shot, I take it, with a Tommy gun. And if it's only going to be the D10. Yeah. Okay. So the, there is a loud bang, at which point eruption of blood across its chest. It staggers back and then lights up with a flame gun. Right, yeah. <laughs> do, you want to, um, do you want to give me dodge rolls? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, regular just, pass. Just regular pass, yeah. Okay, well, your dodges beat its regular success on that. So there is a gout of flame that rushes out. And then background uh, odd. Um, we don't have time for this. <laughs> uh, uh, just pop him a couple more times, Magnus. I'll let Magnus go. Okay. So background then, if you can, you don't have to do anything in the round. So then it goes back to the top of the round with Magnus. Uh, how close to him am I now? You you are fairly close because that's what allowed you to dodge the the flame um, the gout of flame as it came towards you. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'm just gonna go save some bullets, so I'm gonna like sprint up to him, and um, and just punch him. <laughs> punch him in the face. Yeah. Okay. Um. He's gonna try and uh, try and bite you. Cool. Oh shit! Are they poisonous? Oh yeah. Oh jeez. Um, my phone brawl. That is an extreme pass. Okay, I only got a regular success on on my fighting brawl. And because right. I've got super strength, does that mean my fist goes through his face? <laughs> uh, given that he's only got, you did nine, didn't you? He's only got three yeah. hit points left. Yeah, well, we'll say for cinema for cinematic effects that there, your your hand is looking a very distinct shade of Connor at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> I toss him a handkerchief. Yeah, wipe, wipe this off. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Right, the, the room around you then, to give you some perspective of what this thing looks like, um, again, is a very circular uh, stone chamber, the floor of which looks a little bit different to the, uh, the rest of the stonework above it. There is a large central shaft which goes down, into which is a shiny metal more like a pole, but definitely a, a cylinder at least. And way down deep, if you were to poke your head up over the edge, you can feel the heat rushing up towards you. So it's not that you put your little face over the edge and it gets melted off, but you can definitely feel the heat and the far away, distant glow of lava or magma. Yeah. Uh, there are control panels around the edge 
of the room. Um, definitely stuff that you are fairly sure, having digested all the information about this uh, this place now. Right. Um, you are aware of which section does control the effect of the override for the self-destruct. Right. Okay, can I in fact reset it for 900 seconds? You can. That will be a... Just make sure I get the right level of success here. This is going to be an operate heavy machinery roll. Oh, no. Oh, so I've got 40. And you've got luck. I got luck. And I got an 09. Yeah. Failure would mean that it resets to 30, uh, to 300 seconds. Uh, in which case, you realize what levers you need to pull in, basically in synchronous order, because uh, this is more a machine than it is just doing a electrical fiddling around with wires. Right. You pull the right sections at the right time, the whole base shakes, red light goes everywhere, and this big booming voice uh, echoes out throughout the complex between the clacks and sounding as it counts down in the car. 300, 299, 300, 298, what the and fuck? it's down. Oh, not 300, oh. sorry, my, my bad. Oh. 900, 899. <laughs> Although it would be great, <laughs> though, if it didn't actually work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, reset, reset. <laughs> so I'm taking Gabe as Magnus is calling him. Let's go. All right, we break. We can get action. we yeah. can get there before they get there and get everything ready. Brain case. Um, this distance-wise, uh, you and Magnus have further to go because you have to go back up, down the corridor, back down the oh, stairs, okay. across the drilling uh, rig room, and then into the network. Whereas they just go straight down the stairs from the control room. Jesus Christ! So, I hope they remember the. The aerogel. Mm -hmm. So, Connor and Dr. Valens, okay, you are going down to the, the network? Yep, and we're going to take the brain cases. Let's go. Yes. Go, uh, you, go, can, go. you can evidently see which ones are damaged, so I'm presuming you want to go for ones that are complete, or do you want to take any damaged ones at all? I'll have, I'll have the serpent person. Is he still here? Yep, he is. He's not run. Great. Grab one of those damaged ones. We gotta move. Why not? Have him do that. I'll take a live one. We, we could grab all good ones, and then if any get damaged on the way, we can always use that as our gift to Caduceus. We don't want to risk giving them a good one, though. No, but, but we would I have... I almost hear Magnus's voice like he's... <laughs> right next to me. Yeah, with you. We, would, we would easily be able to damage a good one. Yeah, that's true. Let's just take three good ones. You're, you're yeah. right, Dr. Malenz. Well, I don't know. That's... Oh. It has to be, be very subtle with how we sabotage one, because these are obviously damaged. We've got oh, yeah. subtly well, we sabotage one. Let's, one take three, let's take three live ones. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. In which case, he is going to have to make some rolls then. For every live one that you want to pull, first of all, I need an electrical repair roll. And because I just told you how to do it, you do get a bonus die. Oh, my. Uh, 52 is not good, but I will spend 32 luck. Let's get one of these. At least. Oh, jeez. Okay. So, bonus. So, each of us roll? 
Yeah, because it's set. It's yeah, taking one. Yeah. That you remove. Oh God! All right, forty-one, ten. So I need to spend thirty-one luck. Uh, I can do that. Okay, I will spend thirty-one luck. Okay. Ouch. The good news then, to begin with, congrats. You have two live brain cases that you are able to extract them, and the brain remains alive. That's the good thing. Now. I need a hard power roll. Okay. Oh, that's an 80 is the opposite of that. That is a failure. And a 79, just one less than that, is also a failure. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh god. First of all, can I have a D20? Oh gosh. Did Gabe get his one off okay? Four. Oh, they're, they're both alive. It's just that they've both failed the uh, the hard power roll. Uh, right. I rolled a four. Okay. I will send uh, <laughs> Connor a message then. Right. And Dr. Valenz. Oh, was that a four on the D4 or the D20? Uh, the D20 was a nine that I rolled. Okay. Was Connor a D? Was that four on the D four or the D twenty? Oh, that was a D twenty. All right, yeah. Um, I need to say the first one is a D twenty, the next one is a D four. So you rolled four and you rolled nine. Uh, we'll count that as a four for the D four, anyway, for for Connor because I've sent the message already. So hee hee. Uh, you Connor gain four points of Cthulhu Mythos, four points of Nakal, and lose four San. Dr. Valenz, nines across the board. Nine Mythos, nine Sanity, nine Nakal. <laughs> oh. Your mind connects to the network of brain cases. Uh, you and it become one. So you share in all the knowledge of all the, um, of all the brains that are linked in here, of which Connor might get a taste of some of the weird shit that he's just, uh, just touched. Um, can I have a D4 roll from Dr. Valenz, please? Yes. Ignore a four. A two. Okay, I will send you a message. There we go, if you want to digest those. Oh my gosh. So, um, we get back to, um, to Odd and Magnus, okay, running up the stairs, down the corridor, down the other set of stairs, across the uh, the platform where all the rigs are, um, and Mittens is here apparently. Oh, well. <laughs> and then you get into the um, into the brain case network, where you see Connor and the Doctor and the Snake Guy having just pulled out these uh, these brain cases, and they're kind of maybe stood there, cause slightly shaking as they're holding them for the moment, almost as if they've maybe taken an electric shock. So we went back through the brain case? That's oh, get... we, I think me, me and Gilly were going straight to the landing bay. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going back to... No, to we were gonna, just going to go straight to the landing bay. Yeah, we, no, we're, we're, we're getting out because we've only got 15 minutes. Okay, right. You get to the landing bay then. Um, I'll let you to um, digest the, the stuff I've sent you and then react right. accordingly. Um, so did you say there was how many serpents were left here? There are three who are now looking around in a distinct air of panic, considering that the whole place is shaking around them. Um, in fact, as you are 
uh, as you run into the landing bay, the section of corridor that was destroyed off to the left, far left-hand side erupts, and this river of magma starts flowing through into the landing bay. Um, so they are very much distracted at the minute. What do you do? Well, we need to get uh, four of these things secured and powered up and ready to go. Um, and we're waiting for Connor and uh, Dr. Valenz. Why do we need four? You, me, Connor, and Dr. Valenz. Don't they take two people? Well, yeah, well, I guess you can fit two people in, but it's not very easy. All right, okay. They normally uh, take well, one, right? Um, how many, how many landing thing, how, how many of them are left? Uh, six. Six, yeah. Six, and there's, there's three guys here. So if we let them go, they're potentially going to take their own ones, which isn't going to work. They can they um, can go if there's anything left for them to go. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I mean. They're here now. I we can't like we'd have to stop them from getting on one now while we wait for the others. Yeah, if they make a move towards them, we'll shoot them. Um, just to make a point, I'm going to run up to the closest one, pick him up, and throw him into the magma. <laughs> okay, um, we'll count that as a fighting maneuver. Um, yeah, I think you definitely get the surprise on them. So yeah, give me a fighting brawl roll. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a fifteen. So that's uh, extreme pass. Okay, um, I'll count the river of uh, magma as a weapon here. So if that's an extreme, yeah. that counts as maximum damage. So that's <laughs> twenty it takes as it lands uh, face first in a uh, river of molten rock. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's a as he just burns apart. The other two uh, guards probably turn around with a "what the" kind of look expression on their face. Yeah. Um, yeah. As they do, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna have both my um, flame things up, and I'm just gonna say, um, "We've got some friends coming. If you wait for us to leave first you won't see the same fate as that guy. Give me an Intimidate roll with a bonus dice. Um, that is going to be a regular pass. Oh, bonus dice, sorry. Oh, that's uh, going to be a hard pass. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, they um, they make like stone statues and they, they stand there. Meanwhile, back downstairs... Uh, following up on the uh, the role I've just asked Connor to make in the chat, that is a pass from him. Uh, you're able to push that aside. So you return to being you. But somewhere up here, maybe part of that is still in there. Uh, mechanically, when you next suffer a bout of madness, at any, well, at any point you suffer a bout of madness, we'll rule to see if that personality comes back. Hey, fun. <laughs> But yeah, you are still you in body and mind for the minute. Um, you can see that maybe the doctor is having a similar kind of problem, but hasn't quite snapped out of it yet. I'll slap him across the face. Dr. Valenz, we've got to go. <laughs> right, um, the doctor can give me a sand check. And Connor, roll damage on your slap. <laughs> 19, okay. A pass. 
Okay, that's a s solid pass. Okay, um, in which case, sim um, similar thing. Uh, you have what I sent you in the message, that uh, personality. For a moment, that's what's in possession of your body. And then there is a firm slap and you are brought firmly back to reality. But tucked away in the back of your head, you don't feel alone in your own brain anymore. That something, oh is, something is with you. So when you suffer a bout of madness, there is a chance that that personality will come to the fore and take control. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta move. I'm pointing to Snake, my Snake person here, hold this. Yes. You're coming with us. He's gonna carry it for me. He, yeah, he's he is your baggage man and is uh, running behind you carrying two cylinders. <laughs> uh, and I'll I'll wrap a uh, coat around uh, the brain cylinder that I have. Okay, and so the three of you then make your way across the rigs, up the staircase, down the corridor, and to the landing bay, um, with a fair amount of time to spare by the sound of it. Oh, thank God. All right, guys. Connor, that one. Oh. Dr. Valens, do you remember how to activate? Yes. Remember to put out the aerogel. Aerogel, yes. Or whatever it's called. Yeah, it's aerogel. Mm -hmm. I guess you could take that one. Gabe, you can have that one over there. And you can help your friends if you want to. Let's get the fuck out of here. I think Connor will want Gabe to go with him because he's got the two... Uh... Oh, well, we'll um, take those from him. Okay, right. Cool. I'll take one. Oh, it's no, but I, I I, still want Gabe as Okay, friend. he's yours. Yeah, he's Gabe's going to be going inside Connor's thing, yeah. <laughs> Gabe is coming with us. <laughs> want the want the moments when... Uh, Gabe's been adopted. Rose, Rose looks down at Connor and says, who is that with you? And he's, you say, that's my bet. Yeah. <laughs> So you are. I think so Gabe and Connor can easily fit in the one, uh, the one sphere because you can. You don't cross over the size limit at that point. Okay. And then Odd, Magnus, and Valens, you are taking separate ones. Yep. Yeah? Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. That is no problem. Just reply to. So, like and one of us can pick the, up the uh, Gerhardt outside. Oh. Yeah, because he's going to be going across. Uh, he's going to be popping out from the uh, the Vormai Warrens. I'll go pick him up. I'll go pick him up. So these are new spheres for you. Uh, give me a power roll to attune to each one. Oh, boy. Twenty-nine 41. is a pass. Yeah. Oh come on! I got to spend more luck. <laughs> I'm going to have to spend more luck. Jeez. Did you just have regular passes, okay? Regular is fine. Aerogel. <laughs> okay, so I have to spend 19 luck to make this work. <laughs> I, had to, I had to spend 15. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. The the minute that you guys get in your spheres and start to close up and they start to fill with liquid, uh, you can see that the two remaining guards are taking the other two, okay. uh, the other two spheres, because there's no weaponry, um, external weaponry on these things, so you can't really hurt them until you fully operational, maybe running into them, but still not a great plan of attack. Uh, they are making like you guys and trying to get the hell out of here. With just before the just before the aerogel comes up, I yell at everybody, don't panic. You you can breathe this shit. 
What? I can't <laughs> hear you through the glass. <laughs> you did it for nine months before, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is a disconcerting feeling as this viscous, uh, thick, uh, slightly thicker than liquid, uh, thicker than water liquid starts going down your throat and uh, up your nose. So it almost has this gag reflex for a moment until it finally fills fills your lungs. And it is a, a weird, almost sickly sensation. But then as your vision is slightly blurred looking through it, you can still see the outside world. And slowly it comes into a more clear, almost magnified focus once the whole um, the whole cylinder is full. And you are able just by having your hand on the control panel able to direct it where you wish. And I, up above is open, right? There is indeed a funnel which goes straight up through through the uh, the, uh, the caldera okay. of the volcano. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm going to go get Gerhard. Right, go you, you shoot up then, straight up into the air. Uh, Magnus said he's going to go and get Gerhard. Yeah. Right, uh, you can see uh, down by where the entrance to the Vormai Warrens were, uh, that from from a great height because you shoot up at about three hundred miles an hour. Awesome. Um, so it's up and then you're swaying in the fluid, looking down around. You can see these little kind of ant-like dots moving away from the uh, from the entrance to the Vormai Warrens, um, including lots of what would be naked people uh, running out there. Um, there are definitely people. Uh, one that looks like it might be slightly different to the rest. Maybe a big backpack over his back. Okay, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll zoom down. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, yep, uh, you can come up alongside him. At which point there's Gerhardt that's uh, kind of looking at you, a bit kind of wild-eyed uh, as he's making sure he's keeping his hands on his backpack straps. And he's just kind of looks at you with a the mouth, the mouth is, is chomping, it's is waking up. Get in. <laughs> he, he dives in. Uh, yeah. With him, and the backpack is fairly bulky. You are fairly well close to your size limit. So as the... Do I, do I notice that as, it, as he gets in, that there's a, a weight issue? It's not the weight, it's the size. So it's just going to be a bit more, a uh, bit more snug in here. Than it was with Very just you. Cozy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like, uh, here we don't have room. Give me your bag, and I'm gonna grab the bag. Oh, he, he is keeping hold of that. <laughs> what? Just, just, just get us up here. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. He's kind of hugging it and kind of, uh, kind of keeping very close to you while he's uh, kind of bear hugging this backpack of his. Uh, there is, and there is a tremble, and you, there is a almost like a spout of magma erupts. Very close to the Vormai world. Okay, we're going. <laughs> there, there are humans. There are Vormis. There are serpent people scattering wherever they can, pouring out of the. Um, the serpent people are coming out of the main entrance from the, uh, from the facility, which is say on the other side of the volcano, which you see as you go back up again. And the others can see if you're hovering above and looking down. It looks like the six technicians. This is they find uh, they're finally doing a run for it out the front door. But the volcano is getting to a point where it looks like it's going to erupt. Um, are you waiting from a suitably safe distance to observe and make sure that well, the self does go off? 
suitably uh, safe distance has got to be what a mile or two, huh? Yeah, you and we got to be ready to get farther away when it when it blows. Only we could travel at three hundred miles an hour yeah. <laughs> and get a mile yeah. away and. Yeah, we're like marbles in the sky. Mm -hmm. You are indeed lit up marbles because these things do uh, do shine. Is it daylight or nighttime? It's probably late, uh, probably early evening now. So the sun's going down over the horizon, illuminating the volcano in this nice red light. Uh, so it sounds you you are staying to watch watch the fire show, right? Mm -hmm. okay. What happens when the final when evidently countdown hits zero there is this almighty shudder that ripples through the air and kind of wobbles the sphere slightly and the volcano erupts like a bomb going off as it does so the whole landscape around its northern side twists as if the rock itself was almost this figure on its side rolls over and as it does so, this almighty tidal wave extends from the coast as most of the peninsula descends into the ocean. Uh, you can all give me sand checks as seeing this almighty massive move. 92. Fail. <laughs> it passed. <laughs> Wow. Okay, so Connor is the only one that passes by the sound of it then. That never happens. Alright, um, well Connor can give me a d6 and the rest of you can roll d20 for your sand loss. Oh, oh my Jesus. god. Oh, Dr. Valenz no. is going to have his <laughs> meltdown. I still have about a madness. Six. Uh -huh. um, I did a 12. Oh, two. I only pulled <laughs> a two. Three. Okay. Magnus ball starts doing this. Is that the amount of? Oh sanity? yeah, shit! I've got Gerhard with me as well. Who's gonna roll Gerhard's sanity? Uh, no. We'll, we'll let him roll when it comes round to yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. when he when he returns next time. Uh, internet providing. Um, but you're the one that's in control of the transport sphere, so you're yeah. the one that goes ape shit crazy and. Well, the other two, yeah, it's a, well, the other three of you rather, yeah, it's kind of a weird or scary oh, sight. Um, Magnus's transport sphere just goes off at an angle very, very quickly. So, so I just, so I had about a madness. Mm -hmm. And is And I have another way. occupant. Give me a power roll. See who remains in control. God. 39 is a regular success? It's you in control. Okay. <laughs> so um, what do I, uh, what's my bout of madness? Uh, uh, you are, for sake of ease, as we've got a couple of minutes left for tonight, you are fleeing in terror, which admittedly will, okay, only be yeah. for a, uh, will be for 1d10 rounds, but 1d10 rounds at 300 miles an hour is still quite a, uh, quite a distance. <laughs> and you can see beneath you this little tsunami is starting to extend across the ocean and that is going to hit a lot of the coast almost certainly of northern europe and almost certainly the northern part of the us maybe not heading so far as uh, new york 
but definitely the northern coast of, say, or the eastern coast so we, of Canada. Canada. Yeah. We could have killed a lot of people just now. Uh, there's, there's no could about it. It's just wait until the wave hits. Oh, and on that note, oh my God. that is the end of the Iceland chapter. <laughs> and we're all going to lose sanity from killing everyone. <laughs> oh, no, not quite, because you did do a couple of good things here. There aren't that many rewards, so we can get through this uh, fairly quick. Uh, first of all, your sanity regained, because that's equivalent to the uh, basically the biggest sand hit that you took. D20 regained sand. Oh, please be big. I'm so low right now. Winnie! Oh, lucky. There you go. Come on. Oh, that's 17. 16. Oh, there you go. I get it all back. <laughs> Got more back than I lost. Oh, do you do I do I get that above my starting if I go above my starting? <gasps> oh my god. Your your maximum sanity is determined by your Cthulhu Mythos score, not it's not tied directly to your power once it's in play. So, it so your your current sanity. your current score will be uh next to where it says your number. Hmm. Got it. Okay, cool. So my sanity's up to fifty-eight. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Um, also give you another one D ten luck. On top of our normal luck reboot? Yep. Okay. Oh, one. <laughs> okay. Right, next up, uh, there are two options. Uh, it's either which one did you do? Flee, uh, freeing the imprisoned villagers and getting them to safety, or finding the villagers but leaving them to die. You did send Gerhardt back to get them out, so you all gain 1d8 San. On top of that. Oh, very nice. Oh, I can't gain any more sand. Oh, there you go. You, you can ignore the next one as well, then. <laughs> and the one after that, because you deliberately destroyed the facility, plus one D4 sand. Ooh. And um, yeah, I'm at max sand now. And with all of that, I'm still not above where I started. Still. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, but it helps to get a little bit back. Right, and I said then, that is the end of the Iceland chapter, and we're about time for tonight, so that's a good place to uh, to stop. We'll uh, yeah. get back and we'll resume with you hovering in the air next time. Excellent. Our, our players included Stuart Lively, Jason Milnachok will be back next week, Morgan Llewellyn, Zane Fleming, and myself with Matthew Sanderson as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments we enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Riley, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.